Welcome to the Radio Plasma Podcast, a space dedicated to the exchange of ideas, conversations, stories, music, performances, and randomness. Listen at radioplasma.com. Also, we are available on Apple Podcasts, formerly known as iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. I'm your producer and host, Johan Rashi Vega. I want to welcome a young immigrant who is doing a really important job for the city of Holyoke. We're going to know a little bit about his story, his work, and the impact of immigration in our city. I want to welcome Andres Villada to our podcast. Hey, how's it going? Thank you for having me over. Let's start talking a little bit about who you are, mm -hmm. where you come from, mm -hmm. and what has been your story. Yeah, so my name is Andres. I am recently just turned 27. I was born in April 29, 1990 in South America in a beautiful country named Colombia. At the age of eight, my mother got divorced and came here and she came back with her family and her family decided on Holyoke. So they've been here for quite a long time. And uh, yeah, it's been my home ever since. That means you have memories of your life back in Colombia. Uh, some memories I do, some memories, some Christmases, uh, spending time with my dad's side of the family, but not a whole lot, not as much as I would like to, you know, growing up, I think, you know, some of those get erased from you, but it's really nice to think about it, you know, to think back that I lived in Colombia for a certain amount of time, that I, my mother language is Spanish, you know, so that's great. And then I go back and forth, you know, as much as I can. Is there any memories that you have when you came to the United States Yeah. about that transition? Well, I remember the day, actually, somewhat, when I first came to the United States. I remember we had to take a very early flight that went out of Medellin, and then we had a layover in Caracas in Venezuela because we took a Venezuelan airline to get here. And uh, it was my first time flying ever. So I remember jumping in the plane to see if the plane would will go up or down or, or if I could affect it by jumping it. So that was pretty interesting for me. And then I just remember coming into the airport, meeting with my family and just asking, where's the Statue of Liberty? Because we arrived in New York and because I, I couldn't see it. You know, I thought it was going to be like right there when you would land. But unfortunately, I don't think there's a good vantage point at JFK. Um, so I would keep on asking. And then that night... I tried McDonald's for the first time, and uh, I've never, I don't think, ever tasted pickles before then. So it's a very strong flavor for anyone that doesn't, you never tasted it before. And I didn't enjoy my first experience at McDonald's. So that, I remember things like that from coming into America. Being now part of the community in the United States, yeah. uh, an immigrant community, How has been your experience overall? Do you feel that you completely belong or it has been any situation or experience where you actually felt mm -hmm. that division? Mm -hmm. Well, lucky for me and for many others that live in Holyoke, I think Holyoke is a very welcoming and accepting community. So I am very thankful that, you know, my family decided to come to this part of the state. Uh, we live in a wonderful state that's very open, very welcoming. And um, I do feel a part of the fabric of the city. I learn English through the help of 
my friends in elementary school who came from Puerto Rico, you know, and the ESL program that was there that was offered to me, you know, helped a lot. So, yeah, definitely. I think living in Holyoke has made me feel like I'm a part of, of something, even if it's not where I was born. I love the city like if I was, you know, so that's a good thing. What do you think are your accomplishments living in this city until now? Well, uh, learning English, I think, was the first accomplishment back in the day. Graduating high school, going into college, and, you know, just growing up and learning more about the history and, and giving back to the community, I think, is a, is a good accomplishment. I've been involved since I was young, and giving back is, is I think, my biggest accomplishment and helping others, I think. And that much means for Andres giving back to the point that right now his work involves assisting the mayor of the city of Holyoke. Yeah. So yeah. what can you tell us about that? Well, I've been working on and off at the mayor's office for about a year. It's a great experience. You see hands-on the day-to-day -day of how the city is run or the services that the mayor provides to um, its constituents. It's, it's very cool. I, I think looking back, the fires of early January were very challenging, but it was a growing opportunity where I learned a lot and I committed myself into helping the victims and, and making sure they were okay. We got through it. It was a learning experience and Things like that have made me stronger as a person. And um, I thank the mayor for allowing me to be there and working for him. How did that happen? How did you make your way to become a mayoral aide? When I got into high school, I joined the Holyoke Youth Commission, which is a very important program in the city where teens and young adults go in and learn more about the process of politics and get hands-on working side to side with city councilors and the mayor and, and, and just learning about politics. So me being there, I think, was a good push. And then just the love of politics I have of just learning and helping others, I think, allowed me to be there. So it's a great opportunity, and I hope that I can help as much as I can in whatever way I can in that capacity. Aside of the learning experience from the tragic events of January, mm -hmm. what are other experiences that you can share with us that you are getting some learning or some feelings of accomplishment or actually even if it is frustration because that is another way for you to set the goals. Mm -hmm. What other experiences have you had to deal with? Well, with just, I think, planning. I think a lot of things is planning at the office. Like last year, we were involved with different people in the city and organizing the uh, pride flag raising. And we also made it into like sort of a vigil. I think you came down and you, you recorded different people and messages. That was very touching and that was very moving. So that's a good memory from working at the mayor's office. And also just being on top of phone calls and people calling and, you know, these complaints and no matter how small they are, they are legitimate and we have to follow through and make sure that people who call and are calling for help get the help they need. Is there 
any goals or plans that you have set for the future? And I mean, not necessarily the near future, but maybe five years from now? At this moment, I just want to learn and just give back as much as I can. I think for me, learning is the most important thing to do. So no, I have no other plans. Just keep on going to school and just working for the people and for the mayor of Holyoke. What is currently your concentration? Right now, I uh, just need one more class at HCC to graduate. So I'll be graduating hopefully next semester with just a regular liberal arts degree in associates. But I hope to transfer on UMass or Westfield State and have a degree in, in political science or communications, one of those two. This is great to hear, knowing that someone who came to this city and utilize all possible resources to get an education mm -hmm. with the local resources, which is, I believe, one of the most important things to stand out mm -hmm. because we have a great system of education. Yes, it has been neglected, but at the same time, that is a great opportunity for improvement and that is happening as well. Yeah. And hearing that you are about to graduate from Holy Community College, mm -hmm. It says so much of how you are being part of the city and feeling proud of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, and, and there's definitely a lot of resources out there in our schools. When I was in high school, I, I had joined the Upward Bound program, and that program is for low-income, first-generation families, for kids who, you know, the prospects of them going to college weren't as big. So what they would do is they would encourage and, and sort of guide them or guide the students that weren't part of that program on navigating the process of going into college. And I went to Northfield Mount Hermon during the summer. It's a private school up in the north of the state. And um, it was a great experience. And, you know, it definitely opened your eyes to what's out there. So, yeah, and we have that in Holyoke. So I hope a lot of people right now are, are part of that program. You mentioned earlier that you try and go back to Colombia every every time that there is an opportunity for it. How do you connect back to your roots, to uh -huh. your traditions, to your origins? Yeah. Now that you have your life established in the United States, but still you know and acknowledge your origins. Right. So how is this process? What is it for you when you go back to Colombia? Well, the city I, I was born or where my family's from, where I go, is Medellin, and it's a city of like four million people. If you count, you know, the metropolitan area, and there's a subway system. There's a, there's a bigger nightlife. Definitely a lot more parks and stuff. So you know, comparing it to a city like Holyoke, it's very different. So when I go there, sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, I'm in a big city, you know. So I sometimes I don't feel like I'm a part of it, and then. Sometimes I get the other feeling that very rarely, sometimes it's like I don't fit either or place, you know. Obviously, Holyoke is a, I love Holyoke and I feel like I am a part of it. But it's that feeling that you're not from either of those two places that I feel sometimes. So, But when I go there, I usually just spend a lot of time with my family, just going out sightseeing, helping others too. Um, I remember last time was about a year or two ago and um, one of my cousins there um, is into politics as well uh, he was running for a community budget the city of Medellin allocates a certain percentage of their budget 
to be managed by some people within neighborhoods. And they all get elected, so he was running for that. And it was good to see the process from a different angle. And um, I learned a lot, and I, re uh, I enjoyed it a lot. So it was a good experience. And for anyone that's hearing, you know, I would encourage them to visit Medellin um, and go there and have fun. It's a, it's a great city. When you get those moments that everybody as an immigrant knows, uh -huh. you get those moments where you're craving for something from back home. Yeah. It could be music, it could be food. <laughs> Most of times it's food. Yeah, food is a bit uh, an important part of it. What are your most common cravings? Um, well, the street food is, is great in Medellin. Um, they sell in the streets some sort of arepa. It's a round, kind of a tortilla, kind of, but it's usually we eat it in the breakfast with butter and we can stuff it and stuff like that. But they sell these corn, it, it, it's called corn griddles. So these arepas, um, it's just like, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. It's like cheesy and sweet. And, um, you know, we I don't get that here, but I try to make it sometimes, you know, whatever I'm craving, I try to go out and buy and... But it's not the same. So cravings like that. And also just riding the subway back home, that'd be, that's a good, or going to a park or Medellin is very, uh, it's a very open city. It's a, they do a lot of cultural events. So they close on parks and they put movies and people just come in. Um, last time I was there, they had Michael Jackson uh, concert. And it just filled out the whole park and it was in a big screen. And I'm like, oh, wow, what a great experience, you know. So, yeah, things like that, I miss. And that shows also how the assimilation of popular culture in other countries uh, creates an audience and certain ways to appreciate what comes, in this case, United States uh, Michael Jackson's music, uh, undeniable king of pop. And yeah, it was packed. No, people were actually dancing and following on the big screen. Uh, I don't know what concert he did, but it was one of like the most popular videos Michael Jackson has. And the park is a huge park. It's next to uh, the subway station and then also next to uh, the university. And it's just like the location. It's a very prime location. So and to close all the all the surroundings and just have people dance and it's just great, great, great experience. I wish we had that in here. Not per se Holyoke, because I don't think we have the the amount of people for it, but like bigger cities like Boston or New York, you know, that'd be cool. You're listening Radio Plasma. And we want to listen to your feedback. Let us know your thoughts, ideas, suggestions, comments, requests, people or matters that you would like to hear about in this space. You can contact us on our website, radioplasma.com and through our social media channels Twitter, Radio Plasma Lab and Facebook.com slash Radio Plasma So we were talking about the interaction you have when you go back home. Mm -hmm. Now when you are here, is there any connection that you have with people from Colombia that live here in the area? Yeah, so I'm very lucky to have most of my family here. My grandfather and my uncle came to Holyoke, I want to say 45, maybe even 50 years ago. The story is that they got recruited 
by a textile factory here in Holyoke. And they went into Medellin and they were recruiting people to come and work here. So uh, my grandfather and I, my uncle as well joined and landed here and they brought their whole family together. So the connection that I have with other Colombians is mainly through my family because they're mostly here. But, you know, others are here as well. I made some really good friends who work hard every day to provide for their family and to provide for those back home. So it's very cool to when we celebrate the Colombian Independence Day or the Colombian flag raising at City Hall to see so many people show up. And it's just, it's great. I'm glad there's many others to connect with and, and uh, share our culture with. This is the beauty of having diversity in a country that is diverse by itself, but most especially in a city that is made by immigrants mm -hmm. entirely. Mm -hmm. We have a beautiful set of different places of origin that come together and coexist. And this is a beautiful process when we share, we have this opportunity to share and learn from those other cultures that we interact with every day, but sometimes we don't have that opportunity to know that little extra piece. Mm -hmm. And for example, right now, knowing a little bit about the food that you like, mm -hmm. the things that define the entertainment back in Colombia compared to what we're doing here, mm -hmm. which both are fit for its own environment, but at the same time, they're so unique. Yeah, And being able to experience both and then being able to share it, that is something that gives a lot of additional flavor and uh, a wider view of how our world and our lives connect. Yeah. Anything you would like to add, especially during our recognition and celebration of immigration in the city of Holyoke? Yeah, so um, I'd like to invite everybody out there that listens to us who are in Holyoke to come down to Holyoke for June, which is our Immigrant Heritage Month, which we'll be celebrating with different events around the city. We kick it off June 9th, which is a Monday at 6, uh, with a reception and some awards going out to different immigrants who have contributed to the city. So that's always fun. And then we're going to have panelists and movie screenings and workshops, um, hopefully, and just people coming in and, and, and getting informed about what immigration really is. Because some people have misconceptions or the wrong idea. With this, you know, we, the city as a whole wants to be a welcoming place for all. And we want to showcase that. And so everyone's invited. I, I hear you're helping us, too. Because like you said, it is a process of sharing and giving back. And myself, an immigrant as well, yeah. I feel this is one of the most needed things to do, especially because what you mentioned, there are still misconceptions and misunderstanding about what immigration exactly means, mm -hmm. what immigration has been distorted recently and the perception of that. Yeah. And we want, first of all, recognize and celebrate what immigration is, the foundation of the United States. Yeah. Yes, there are issues and troubles that we need to discuss and talk about as well that will come after. Mm -hmm. First of all, let's recognize all of us as immigrants 
and celebrate our diversity. Yeah. So then we can sit together and start talking about those other issues in mm -hmm. an open conversation. Mm -hmm. And that is something that is going to happen on upcoming episodes in this podcast. We're yeah. going to keep getting people coming from different places that belong to our community here in Holyoke. So we can keep exchanging. And, and Holyoke has really cool facts or trivia about immigrants, too, from the past. Um, I remember when we were starting to organize and uh, see how the Immigrant Heritage Month will go, um, I took a tour of the Wasirhurst Museum, and um, the owners of the Wasirhurst Museum were immigrants from England, and they made such a big impact on the city, which I never, you know, I never knew. I thought they were born here in America, but the uh, the people there were actually from England. So that's a that was a fun fact for me. Yeah. And once again, coming to the city of Holyoke and giving back. Yeah, yeah. Creating hundreds, maybe thousands of jobs and leaving a legacy, you know. So it's A great. legacy that still today is making that impact. Mm -hmm. And it is great to see how now this partnerships, working together with the Wisteria Hearst Museum, is opening up a beautiful, beautiful space. Mm -hmm. that also is becoming a welcoming area for everybody to learn and share. So this is a great opportunity. This is a beautiful time to embrace our diversity mm -hmm. and enjoy it. And, you know, just make sure that we're being visible, you know, especially in the with what's going on in the federal government or in the national level. I, as an immigrant, want to be visible, and I'm sure you do too, and... Uh, we could be examples of what that is to others who were born in this country. So we're well, visible. <laughs> well, Andres, thank you so much for sharing your story and for being here and for the work you're doing at the mayor's office. Definitely, I know uh, Mayor Alex Morse, she'll be proud and confident of having you to help with the office. Well, it's, it's not only me that works at the office. It's a group of people who are very, very dedicated, very proud of Holyoke and what we do. So shout out to them. Shout out for all their hard work to Heather, Nilka, Rory, Eileen, and of course the mayor. You know, what an awesome group of people that we have at the mayor's office and how dedicated they are to helping others in Holyoke and, and making sure it keeps rising. So shout out to them. I love them very much. This is Andres Villada, mayoral aide for the city of Holyoke a young immigrant, and our guest today in our Radio Plasma podcast. I want to thank Andres for being here, for sharing his story, and also I would like to invite all other immigrants who would like to share their stories to reach out and talk to us. This is what makes the conversation mm -hmm. keep going on. Thank you for having me. Well, this is the Radio Plasma podcast, and this episode was produced at the Plasma Media Lab at the Gandhara Youth Development Center in Holyoke, Mass. I'm Johan Rashivega. Thank you for listening.